0: This is a production of the LPL Podcast Network. Welcome to the Ladies Power Lunch Podcast with Dr. DeVia Shepard, a resource
1: for women in business, presenting a wide range of topics exploring professional growth and personal development. And now, Dr. DeVia Shepard.
0: Welcome to Ladies Power Lunch. Today, we're having the very, very last in our series, Collaboration Conversations, and I'm so excited because I was able to actually have our calendars talk to each other and get Wendy back on the show. Wendy's an expert at collaboration. She's been doing this for a really, really long time, and she's got lots to share with us. So, Wendy, welcome. Thanks for joining us. And for those Thank of you. us who didn't you know, have a chance to see you on the last show and learn who you are. Can you just revisit that a little bit? Tell everybody who you are, what you do, and why I love you so much. (laughs) Um,
1: Well, I think we're the mutual admiration society as far as that goes. I'm Wendy Parati, and I am a a reinvention expert and a coach. I work with women primarily over 50 who want to create something more in their lives, um, whether it's a transition that is something that's been tugging on them for a lifetime or whether it's something that's happened to them, Um, an unexpected career change or a, a divorce, empty nest, health crisis. There are a lot of things that cause us to uh, rethink our lives and, and move into reinvention. So I help women get from point A to point Z, and I've been doing it for a really long time, as you say, and I have done it um, both on my own and through numerous collaborations with some um, equally amazing women. And I love, I love to talk about the topic. I think it's a really powerful one.
0: So why do you like collaboration? Why is collaboration even important to you? Why does it even come into your sphere of thought?
1: You know, I think last time we were saying that the beauty of collaboration is that two minds bring something new to the table. Multiple minds bring something new to the table. I'm also a real believer in too many cooks spoil the soup, right? So I think that unless a collaboration works well, it can dilute the creative process. It can dilute our, our ability to move forward and really lean into things. But when it's synergistic and when it's really firing on all cylinders, um, collaboration is like you times a million, you know, and the people that you're collaborating with them times a million, like fully actualized. There's real magic to it.
0: There is a magic, there definitely is. You know, I wanted to talk a little bit about something that I mentioned some time ago. The fact that I feel as though I am a recovering perfectionist. And I bring to my work and my life well, I used to, this idea that everything has to be perfect, you know, and if it's going to be facing the public, then the image that you present or the product that you present, it has to be absolutely flawless. And I found that that would, one, keep me from publishing or producing or even putting myself out there. But the second thing that it did was it hindered me from getting involved with collaborations because there's this idea that things have to go perfectly. And the fact of the matter is, even when you're doing something on your own, the perfection is probably not going to be there. So how do you deal with this idea of wanting to be perfect and also working together with another person?
1: Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) That is, I think most of the women that I have worked with over time suffered over this to some degree, even those who wouldn't necessarily define themselves as a perfectionist. Um, There are several people who would think I'm not a perfectionist. I'm sloppy or I'm disorganized. You should see my office. I'm not a perfectionist. Whenever we are holding back from diving all the way in on something, there's some level of perfectionism that's getting in the way. And you know, I've heard you say, done is better than perfect, was some, one of the lessons <laughs> that you learned the hard way. I learned it the hard way. I have a podcast also, which you are coming on to. It's gonna air this spring, our episode together that we're gonna tape next week. I have never once listened to that podcast. I've been doing it for over a year. I haven't, I don't even know what the intro sounds like to my own podcast. I, it's on a network. They produce it for me. I just schedule the guests. I do the podcast and it has a quarter of million downloads every month. Clearly it's good enough, but each time I do it, the lump in my throat, I wasn't prepared. I stumbled over my words. I And so I don't listen to it. So learning that done is better than perfect is such an important thing to moving forwards. And I think in collaborations, we have to see that in two separate columns. So there's column one, and that's bringing to the table the energy of done is better than perfect, so that we can all live in that space and encourage our co-collaborators to live in that space as well, right? What can we do that is the best that we've got right now so that we can get it out and move on in the best possible way? And then in column number two, the work that we do represents us. And in this digital world, it represents us like everywhere, (laughs) right? online and forever and ever. And so it's important to hold on to your brand, to stay true to who you are and the way that you want to show up and the way that you want to get work done. And not all collaborations are going to bring that to the table. And unless you can find the space and we talked last week about really communicating on levels where you're inviting all collaborators to sit in the seat on the bus that is their sweet spot, right? So that everybody's leaning into their best skill set. But when even with communication that's not happening, you got to get out. Yeah, and you have to get out fast. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember um, when my husband and I were building his company. And we hired this consultant to come in and the company was really taking off and it was growing really, really quickly. And we had tons of employees and he told us, hire slow, fire fast, which goes against like all of my own gooey nurturing kind of ways that I like to be because I like to make it work and find ways that we can nuance it and, and learn together and grow together and all of these things. But in truth, in all of my years in business and in all of my years in collaborations, even with the people that you choose to collaborate with, nothing could be more true, right? High or slow, choose your collaborators slowly and carefully, make sure they are aligned with your values. Make sure they are aligned with the way that you want to show up in the world. You know, um, I collaborated years ago with some some friends um, Cox, who I have the utmost of respect for. They are incredible people and they really get in their own way. And nothing I saw in their own businesses that they didn't move forward. They stayed stuck. Mm-hmm. And yet, because the collaboration seemed fun and it, I got into it. And of course, that's the way they showed up in that collaboration. We never made our deadlines. We never produced what we said we were going to produce. And that's not the way I want to show up in the world, right? That's that's then done is better than ready. That's this collaboration is affecting the way that my brand is showing up. And I stayed in way too long, Wow, (laughs) way too long, like more than a year too long. (laughs) That's a really long time to be in a collaboration that that doesn't work well for you, oh right? yes,
0: absolutely.
1: And you know I, I really I learned that lesson. You can love people. you can respect them, yes. You can admire them. It doesn't mean they're going to be good collaborators. And when you find, like if you make the mistake of not vetting it quickly enough beforehand, like if you didn't do that higher, slow piece and you find yourself in a collaboration, and it's not working. Get out. Yes. Get out. Absolutely. It's okay. I feel okay. like
0: this is some of the best advice that people could get for any kind of collaboration is to appreciate that if it's not working well, that it is okay to step away. I want to share with you, and it's sort of like my five-point plan to going from, Really being stuck in your business alone to abundance, but using collaboration as the bridge to that. And I like to talk about asking and asking is probably not what you're thinking. I'm talking about something else entirely. I'm talking about also alignment. I'm talking about being all in assignment and then their apps and resources that you can take advantage of. So I was wondering if you would be okay with us just talking through this and um, give putting your spin on this, starting with the ask. And so the ask is not me sending you out there to go ask somebody to be in a collaboration with you, but my ask is maybe asking of your inner self or your inner being or your inner knowing or source or universe or however you choose to label this, but taking some time in quiet contemplation to really ask what is it that you want and what are you looking for in a collaboration and being very clear about that before you even start anything. What do you think about that, Wendy?
1: Mm, That is absolutely the first step in, I think, moving forward no matter what you're doing. So often we have this vague notion of what we want to get out of something or what we want to create. And we jump right into goal setting mode or action mode. And we're not crystal clear on why we want it, whether or not it's aligned with our values, what specifically we want the outcomes to be, what we want it to feel like, unless you're crystal clear unless you do that, ask. I love that as step one. Um, You're kind of setting yourself up to flounder at best and fail at worst.
0: Yeah, I I absolutely agree with that. And I think because we are so goal-oriented and goal-focused as entrepreneurs, there might be a tendency for us to just jump right in and dive right in and get it done and get started and get going. But I've also learned from one of my very, very favorite mentors that there is value and also great importance in that time that we take to go within and make sure that we're on the right page we're crystal clear with the things that we're gonna start and the things that we're gonna do and then my next step on this is alignment and so this I feel like ties right in with what you were talking about being in a collaboration with somebody way too long and recognizing that the alignment wasn't there because you could be with somebody who is so amazing as a person but are they amazing when you are together is the big question and so feeling into the energy of the collaboration maybe would be my step two what do you think about that
1: yeah uh, alignment is so important and there are so many different spaces that you can align in that feeling into the energy um uh, an agreement on Values, right? What what your values are, your work ethic um, is a really important piece that needs to be in alignment in order for people to work well together. Skill sets are something that are important to be in alignment. And it could mean that skill sets and even your work preferences can be exact opposites as long as they're complementary, as long as you can find that way to create Um, the complementary, again, alignment. So yeah, clarity, alignment makes perfect sense.
0: I love that. And then my next step is being all in. And I want to point out that I'm not suggesting that these all have to go in linear order. I'm just saying that these are all things that have to be considered. But all in says to me that No matter what happens on this project, and maybe it's a values thing too, but no matter what happens on the project, am I all in? Is it going to be my goal to do everything that I possibly can to take this project from start to finish in the very best way that I find is possible for me? What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is uh, really close to values. And it to me, it conjures up that idea of work ethic. If my version of, of all in is different than yours, for example, if this collaboration is the thing that I'm basing my income stream for the next 12 months on, and for you, it's a sidebar, chances mm-hmm. are no matter how great everything else is in alignment, Our versions of playing all in are going to be different there. And so, yeah, knowing that the all in is aligned for every party in a collaboration, I think, is really important before you sign on.
0: Yep, absolutely. And, you know, I feel as though, too, we get to answer a lot of questions through the communication that we're having. The next thing that I like to think about when I'm hopping onto a collaboration is assignment. And you kind of touched on it a little bit before about different people bringing different skill sets to the collaboration. I think on your last call, you mentioned how both you and your partner think differently and work in different ways and have different sort of strengths. And I think that if we are hopping onto a collaboration together and you're strong in one thing and I'm strong in something else that I shouldn't be trying to do the thing that you're amazing at. You should be doing that thing and I should be doing the thing. That's my strength. Right. What, what do you think?
1: You know, it's a crazy thing. Um, And I've heard another team that I know, and I'm not going to mention names, but they are part of our general community, say the same thing as this. And I think that when you're in that sweet spot of, I'm doing the best of my stuff and you're doing the best of my stuff, we almost instinctively feel guilty, like... Huh, I'm having all the fun, and they're doing—they're <laughs> doing a lot of work. Like Dana and I, Dana Hilmer and I, who co-created Camp Reinvention, laugh about that all the time. She'll be like, "Wendy, I feel like you are working so hard, and I'm not contributing." And I look at her because I do all the tech, and I do a lot of the design, and I build the back ends of those things. I love that stuff. I love that stuff. And Dana will write the emails and create the foundation for how our membership is going to support one another. She loves that stuff. Um, And both of us feel like how lucky we are that we get to do the work that we love, even in those times where we're on one of those around the clock launch deadlines, right? Where it's pedal to the metal. It feels easy because we're both in the right seat on the bus. Excellent,
0: excellent. I absolutely, absolutely agree with that. I love to give people the example of how well my manager and I, Sandy and I work together, because really and truly, I do enjoy treating with our patients and doing all the ladies' power lunch stuff, and she enjoys doing her piece just as much. And so when she's doing her thing and she's working in her brilliance and I'm doing my thing and I'm working in my brilliance, it just works out amazingly. So I totally, totally get that. That makes perfect sense. And if we can make sure that when we're hopping onto these collaborations that we are allowing for people to work in the area where they are shining and not trying mm. to push people into boxes where they don't fit, or trying to push ourselves into boxes where we don't fit, then that's when we get the gold. That's when it actually works like, it feels like you're in flow. And then the last yeah. the last thing that I like to... I like to talk about think about when I'm getting involved in a new collaboration is what sort of resources are there out there that can support this collaboration. So, for example, if we're doing a collaboration and it's an event, then you know, Eventbrite has a great feature where you can use it to make affiliate links so that everybody gets paid without it being a big to-do and it can be really, really easy to keep finances separate. I mean, these are these are practical things that we have to think about, right? There there are other ways that you can create affiliate links as well. That's not the only way, but I like to use Eventbrite for that reason. There there are lots of technological Supportive mechanisms that are out there that we can take advantage of. Is there anything you use that you
1: particularly like? I use Eventbrite. We use, we use so many softwares. We use Slack. We use Asana. Yeah. Yep. We use, I have, we use Kajabi. We use the Mighty Network to run our groups, um, our paid groups instead of, uh, our free groups are on Facebook and our, our paid groups are, are on the mighty network. And so I think that really, I think the answer is finding what's available out there and not trying to reinvent the real wheel, yes. right? Yes. Stay in your sweet spot and grow it, like lean into the sweeter version of that sweet spot. We're not mm-hmm. saying, you know, if you've never done something that you should, um, sign on to be the person doing it as long as it's the thing that makes sense for you, right? As long as it's who you want to grow into, and not I'm pith- picking up all of this nonsense because somebody's got to do it, absolutely. So, you
0: know something that comes to mind for me when you mention that is when we do our ladies power lunch summits and this year we did two instead of just once this is an interesting year for us and we have become accustomed to using the google suite to communicate with each other and it's great if you've ever used you know google docs it's it's so easy well I decided because we'd been using Asana in the office for, you know, office projects that we were going to hop on to using Asana for the last summit. I can tell you that last summit came off perfectly. Everything was fine, but not everybody on the team and our team of presenters on the last summit was over 20 women. Not everybody on the team was at the same level of comfort with Asana.
1: asana's got a steep learning
0: curve (laughs) it does and it's great when you know it but if you don't know it it can be challenging and so what that taught me we learn from the mistakes right what that taught me is that if i'm working with a core group that is asana ready then asana it is but if we're not there google is fine google is fine and so being aware of which technology is going to work for what and play with it because we were in the middle I think of trying to work with Asana and it wasn't working for everybody and we did not wait a year like you did with your collaboration (laughs) we switched we just went right back to using Google and it worked just fine and everything was okay so yeah I'm definitely a big fan of taking advantage of whatever whatever applications or technology that's out there to support collaborations and there are a ton just basically there if you're are. looking meister for things,
1: is another easy one for project management meister mm-hmm. task is super easy and really inexpensive just there are a million and so many of them have like free versions so if you're a group or a small collaborator and you're just wanting to sort of test something out most of these have like a free version or at the very least a free trial
0: I love it I love it a lot so any final words for our viewers our listeners what would you say to somebody who is thinking about a collaboration but they might be a little bit on the fence what do you say to them
1: you know I think All of the things that we've talked about and that you've talked about on your whole series about collaboration, there's so many great nuggets in there. And it really does come down to alignment, that higher, slow, fire, fast. Um, I think last time I said, you know, start small, start with a small project before you sign on. for for enormous collaboration so that you can make sure that everything works the way that you want it to work and then it's no risk. A couple of months, you know, whether or not you want to move forward onto something bigger And, um, and it's okay. Hear me now, women out there. It is okay to set boundaries. And to say that this is okay, and this is not okay, and this is the way that we all agree we're going to behave, and, and what we agree that we're going to accomplish, and what we agree that we're going to commit to. Uh, boundaries are important, and it is 100% okay to ask for them.
0: I would go so far as to say, Wendy, not only are boundaries okay, they're essential. I essential. feel like they support you. But they also support the other person in your collaboration as well because they help other people know what the parameters of the collaboration are. And I'll give you an example. If I'm in a collaboration with you and I'm thinking that, you know, you're going to be doing a whole lot more than you actually are and we haven't talked about it and we haven't, I'm expecting that I'm going to be able to call you at 10 o'clock at night. And that is a hard stop for you, then we need to kind of know that. And if you think that you're going to work with me on the weekends, when weekends are absolutely focused on my children, then you need to know that too. Everybody needs to know where they stand so that we can work together in the best way possible. Respect, communication. Those are some of the things that really lead to an outstanding collaboration, in my opinion.
1: And you can 100% do that work up front before you even enter in to the collaboration.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I was talking to just messaging back and forth with one of our Ladies parlance members who works for a company that does legal work. And you can actually have conversations with an attorney about very simple contracting And it can be very inexpensive for you going into your collaboration, but it can also save you a lot of time, headache and money on the back end. So it's so worth it to just talk to somebody who's an expert in legal to make sure that Mm -hmm. everything's on the right foot.
1: Yeah, especially when there are uh, shared stream as a part of the collaboration or um, shared intellectual property as a, as a part of the collaboration, Um, having all of that spelled out in a, a, again, um, the contracts that I've had for the projects that I've talked about on this show have all been really simple contracts, Very. Um, but they make everybody, they make it crystal clear and they make everybody comfortable with uh, what the expectations are.
0: Yeah. I think it just helps everybody to be comfortable. And Mm -hmm. I, Think that once you're there and you're comfortable and you don't feel as though you're being taken advantage of, then you can do your best work. And then when you're in that sweet spot, you win, your collaboration partner wins, and guess who else wins? Your clients. Every time. Wendy, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. It is always a pleasure talking to you, and I can't wait for our next conversation. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. It's so lovely to close out this series on such a high note and we're leaning into our next series which is success in any season we're going to be talking to women who've gone through things that may not have been ideal but they've used it as a springboard to getting to a stage of success and sharing with you that you can too so looking forward to that thanks everybody for joining us today and i'll see you next time Bye. Thank you for joining us. Find out more at our website, www.ladiespowerlunch.com. And find us on YouTube at youtube.ladiespowerlunch.com.